saw a picture of an army that's in the trenches, covered in mud and war paint, exhausted, fearful, out of ammunition, out of food, out of armor. And I believe I saw Jesus walking in those trenches to each and every individual and meeting the need that they had. He is victorious. And no matter what the battle is that you're facing in your emotions, your mind, your body, your finances, your relationships, He is the one who can restore, redeem, reconcile. Will we let Him? Or are we going to say, no, I don't need your help. I do it. Close your eyes where you're standing right now. What is the trench that you are finding yourself in? And if you're not in a trench, praise God. He's still your Savior. Whatever you need, He is more than enough. He will meet you where you are. There is nothing that He cannot do. If you feel like you're stuck in the mud, like you've been shot at, shot down, wounded, if you feel like you're not worthy, this is for you today. He said you are. Not because of anything that you have done, but because of what He has done. Today is your redemption day. Today is your victory day. Will you receive it? Rhonda, come share what you had. While we were praising and worshiping, I had a vision of a log in a river that was floating down. And it just came that I knew that it had fallen from a, a branch on a tall tree that was hanging over. And it was just floating down. And I feel that there's some of us here that feel like that we might be just floating and that we don't have any purpose or we don't know exactly where we're going, like that log that's just floating down the river. However, that log might get stuck over in some weeds or something just at the right time because there might be a turtle that was floundering and needed some sort of something just for some rest and that log came by at the right time. None of us are in insignificant. We all have purpose. Some of ours purpose, just because it might not be in the bright lights like a pastor or something like that, doesn't mean that the log that might be needed for somebody to step hold of or just rest from us being the log maybe a word of encouragement or a hug that is needed for that one whose purpose might be a little bit different I'm not going to say higher because we all have purpose none of us are insignificant so if you feel 
like you're just floating and you don't know where you're going, where you are might be exactly where you need to be at the moment. Don't ever think that you are insignificant because we are all made precious in his sight and for purpose. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if that wasn't confirmation. worshiping and these verses came to mind and it's just seek me and you will find me knock and the door will be opened if you draw near he will draw near to you and I just come to me all you that are weary and heavy laden and he will give you rest this is a promise he loves you and if you feel like your relationship with him is hard it's not hard just come to him and he'll take care of you Thank you. Okay, I had this. This pertains to this song. It's either one or more here or somebody watching online. You, um, you said you've never known a love like this. I'm going to give a quick, really quick. I asked God a number of years ago, Father, how much do you love me? And he said, John 3.16. And I thought, John 3.16, which is familiar probably with a lot of people, but let me encourage you, don't allow the Word of God to become familiar to you. It's alive and active. So as I began to meditate upon that in my heart, said, God so loved the world that he gave. Love gave. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his, his son that we can have everlasting life. God didn't want to just come to come live inside of us and to take us to heaven. John 10, 10 says that he comes to give us life. God come to get life into us, not to just to get us to heaven. Love wants you to experience him today in a tangible, real way. Because when you encounter love, it will forever change your life. Amen. Man. Right where you are, with your eyes closed, I want you to ask God for a fresh revelation of His love for you today. Even if you've known His love. I believe just the same way that his mercies on you every morning, the depths of his love that cannot be fathomed are still for us today. I don't believe it is in our human nature to not be loved. We may feel like we're not qualified, but he loves us still. It's as his love towards us that gives us the, the confidence and the ability to respond, to surrender to a good father, to say, I don't know, but you do, and I choose your way over mine. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness, steadfast love, never changing character, 
always true. I thank you, Father, that in a world that is fickle, where truth is relative, the truth, your truth, capital T, truth, is rock solid. And that we can come to you when we have doubt, when we have fear, when we're confused. You are not confused. You are very clear about your love towards us. So even if we're wrong, you still love us. And it makes it easy for us to repent, to say, Oh, I had, I had seen it differently. But because you love me, I choose to see your way instead of mine. Identity is not determined by my opinion or somebody else's opinion. My identity is established by my Creator. And my Creator says, I love what I have created. I want to provide, like Steve said, abundant life life that is full of joy and peace, full of protection, deliverance, healing, health, everything that we need is in Him. It is in that identity when I know I am in Jesus, not apart from Jesus, I am in Him. And in Him, every promise is yes and amen. Every promise is yes and amen. He signed the check, it's good to go to the bank. Cha-ching. He has signed the check with your name on it. And whatever it is that you need, that memo line, health, freedom, relationship, whatever it is, he has signed it. He is the bank. Go to him. Amen. Amen. Well, you are welcome to be seated. Thank you, guys. Worship team is awesome. You may have noticed DT's not here today, our cello player. Well, I think he was at practice on Thursday, right? So, DT, if you're watching, wherever you are, we miss you. But that was T who said that. Pastor T said that he misses DT. Somebody write that down, because <laughs> DT's going to frame that when he comes back. So, um, man, what sweet words this morning. If you didn't know why you're here today, it's for God to love you for you to respond to his love and for your life to be radically transformed. Amen. Okay, I'm kind of lost. Where am I? What am I doing? Oh, I, okay. I, do, I remember where I am right now. <laughs> um, if you came prepared to give today, I want you to take your offering in your hand. If you give online, take your phone or whatever it is that you do. And I want you to be intentional. <coughs> It's easy to walk by a offering bucket, a bucket or a, a Salvation Army bell ringer and drop some coins in. But listen to what I'm saying this morning. Your heart is attached to your treasure. And I'm saying this from a perspective of treasure is not money. It's what you value most. Now, if you value money most, 
It is your treasure. And for some people, they hold on to it like it's, if I give this away, I'm doomed. This is seed. And this is good ground. And you are welcome to sow here. And I want to agree with you that this seed is going to produce life for you and for those who receive it. Now, if your knuckles are white from holding on, I'm going to tell you, don't give. How dare you say that? Because if you sow without cheerfulness, if you sow without faith, if you sow without knowing God is my source, you're going to be bitter about it. And you're going to reap bitterness. And you're going to reap offense. You're literally, you're going to find something to be offended about. Whether it's, well, I wouldn't have spent money on whatever. Don't give if you can't give cheerfully. Only give what you feel on your heart to give. Now, some people are going, oh, she's doing the wrong thing. Trust me. I know what is happening right now. I want you to evaluate. Am I white knuckle giving and causing bitter fruit? Or am I sowing cheerfully and creating a kingdom harvest? Because we want the kingdom to prosper. We want you to prosper. We want the people around you to prosper. But it's not about the money. It is about what's most important to you. Some people hold on to their time like it's their treasure. Granted, you can't always get more time. What are you white-knuckling? Can you give that to God? Is it your talents? Is it your family? Is it... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's going to be different for every one of us. But what I know is what we give him, he multiplies, makes better, and gives back to us. So whatever it is you need, let him be the source. Amen? So there are multiple ways to give. You can give in the offering envelopes in front of you. There's uh, in the seatback pockets. You can drop those at the the drop boxes at the exits on the way out. You can also give online. And if you want to mail in a check, uh, I would not recommend mailing in cash, but I would mail that check to our PO box address. If you've mailed anything to our physical address, you've probably got it back. How many of you have done that before? I saw a letter come this week that was an envelope inside an envelope because the first one got returned because it came to our physical address. So you only do that once or twice. But thank you for your generosity. I want to bless you guys. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you have given us, that you've given us the ability to produce wealth, that you've given us witty inventions, you've given us wisdom, you've told us when to hold and when to sell. I thank you, Father, that you have even for when we've made mistakes and been unwise with our finances. I thank you, Father, that you are still our source and that you multiply what we cannot multiply as we just surrender to you and say, Father, you are who provides for us. Show us which way to go. Lead us in our giving. Lead us in our serving. Lead us in our witnessing. Because, Father, we're about kingdom business. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> another couple things. We have got men's breakfasts coming up. 
If you have not been to the men's breakfast yet, I believe there's more bacon than can ever be consumed. I, I say that, I mean, we could make it a challenge. We could make it a challenge. If you haven't been to the men's breakfasts that we have here in the cafe, um, we've got one coming up. This is for all men. Um, 8 o'clock on June 10th. That's this coming uh, Saturday. So you guys are welcome to that, men and young men. We have some boys that come. So you are welcome. If you are male, you are welcome. And ladies, we will have something for ourselves sometimes. So don't worry about it. We're not going to be missing out. So, And then, um, what was the other thing I was supposed to do? I, I wrote it down, but I left. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, baby bottles. If you guys took any of those baby bottles home to support Life's Choices, our local, one of our local uh, ministries that we support around here, um, you can take them. If there still are a couple at the back over there, fill them up with some change and then bring those bottles back on Father's Day. So that's two weeks from now. Bring those back on Father's Day and we'll uh, get that, all that change sent down to Life's Choices for them. They are doing an awesome work. They're working with um, everything from... Girls who've just found out that they're pregnant and unplanned pregnancy. Some of them are married. Some of them are not married. Most of the time they're unplanned. Um, they work with post-abortive women. They work with dads, post-abortive dads. And you're saying, I didn't realize that was a class of people. There are dads who wanted to have their children. And in Florida, they have zero say in the matter. So there are dads mourning children that haven't been born because they have no say. So we love what Life's Choices is doing in this community to love people regardless of their choices. We love people. And I'm going to say this. I, I, I contemplated whether I should or not. So it is June and you're going to see rainbows everywhere. If you have been living in the dark ages, the rainbow has been um, taken as a symbol for something that was not its original creative purpose. God put a rainbow in the sky as a sign of his covenant with us. And I want you to go and read Isaiah, I think it's 53 or 54. 54, he has created a new covenant with us that he would not be wrath with us as mankind. And it talks about when Jesus came. It talks about having a new covenant established. And he says, these are like the days of Noah to me when I swore I would never flood the earth again. Now I swear I will never be wrath with you again. Now hear me carefully. Jesus satisfied every penalty for every person for every sin for all time that does not mean that sin is good that does not mean sin is good that does not mean that we can go ahead and do whatever we feel like because it has consequences in our world as born-again believers I'm one of them who has sinned after I got saved I know, look at the shock on everybody's faces. <laughs> it's when I start saying that something that God says is not good, and I start saying, it is good, I can do it, it's, God loves me. 
He's never not loved me. He's loved me while I was a sinner. And he will love me even if I choose death. As Christians, we are ambassadors of a new covenant. As Christians, I implore with you, be a reconciler, not a divider. If you see someone who is blind and you yell at them, you can't see, you're blind, you're in the dark. How is that helping them? You're going to have lots of opportunities to be mean. Don't. You're going to have lots of opportunities to have conversations with people who don't see the light. So instead of yelling at them and saying, it's a sin, it's a sin, it's a sin, tell them, God loves you. He created you with a purpose. He sees where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He sent his son to redeem you. We love everybody. Do we love what they do? No. I don't love what I do sometimes. I don't love what my kids do. Heck, I don't even love what my husband does sometimes, but less than me. God loves us. That's not changing. And if somebody believes that they are LGBTQ, RSTMP, whatever, listen to me. Love them. Loving does not mean agreeing with. I can love you and say, I don't believe the same way that you believe. You have got the ability to have grace in these conversations. And right now, be a reconciler, not a divider. Reconcile people to God who has paid the penalty for all sin. Regardless of whether we think it's bigger than ours or smaller than ours or whatever, he has done everything that needs to be done. But we don't speak against the darkness. We turn on the light. Amen? Amen. Okay, so, sorry. I did preach. I did preach. And I wasn't sure if I should. But I, I really, I, this is a very strongly held conviction. Lake Haven Church should not be known for hating people who are in the dark. We should be known for turning the light on. And this hits closer to home for some of you than others. Ask God how he can have you help him turn the light on in their lives. Reconciliation is what he is about. He is not about division. Is there division? There are two outcomes at the end of the day. There is with him and without him. But as long as people have breath in their lungs and are hearing the message of reconciliation, they have an opportunity to say, I want what God's got because I believe it's better. But when they see mean Christians, they don't want what God's. They don't want what we're representing. And we're actually misrepresenting if we're mean and nasty and divisive. So, again, I know it was tender subject. Thank you for hearing me out. You may strongly disagree with me. I love you, even if you strongly disagree with me. I'm still going to stand by what I believe, because I believe that's how God acts towards us. When we pitch a, a tantrum, he doesn't waver. So. Okay, babe.
Should I close the meeting? No, I'm just kidding. No, babe, I know you got words to share. Thank you, Stephen. That's the truth, girl. <laughs> well, man. No, that's absolutely what we believe. There is, there is so much animosity out there. So thank you for, for stating that, babe. Um, it, is, it is absolutely. You know, Lake Haven is a haven. Um, and it's a haven. If, if, you've been, if you've been a place or you've been in a place where religion or churchianity, as I sometimes call it, has, has chewed you up a little bit and you feel, you feel hurt, I want you to know that, that Jesus said, Come to me, all you are labor and are heavy laden. And you will find rest. And people should find a God that loves them, no matter what they are. I like that there's a, such an important distinction with Karen said. That doesn't mean that we say darkness is light. Darkness is not light. Sin is never okay. Sin is never okay. But listen, calling sin sin and, call, and hating people who are in the dark is not the solution. Amen. The gospel is the light, and it's how, and how we take the gospel to the world that is so important. It's such, and it is so critical. Um, so, yes, and, and the covenant of peace, man, we've been given a covenant of peace, and 2 Corinthians 5 says, we implore you, be reconciled. We implore you, be reconciled to God. Jesus has taken it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in him we become the righteousness of God. Think about that for a second. God made him who had no sin to become sin for us. So think about this challenge. It flies in the face of religion. Where is the sin of the world? I mean, I know, and that's got to think sometimes. God made him who had no sin to become sin. You know, the punishment that brought us peace, it says in Isaiah 53, was upon him. Do you know that every sin has already been punished? Every sin. There is one, there's only one sin that remains. Will you receive Jesus or not? That is the one thing. That's why the Holy Spirit convicts the world with God to sin, righteousness, and judgment, it says in John 16. With sin, because they believe not in Him. That is the remaining sin. That is now, Shannon, are you saying that it's okay to sin? No unequivocally ever no never ever ever never do we call sin light never do we call sin righteousness never ever ever sin is destructive and it destroys those who who delve into sin no, i'm so i we've got to make these very very clear distinctions amen, amen. <laughs> so thank you Corin. you opened that door and we've swung right into it but amen <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, that's a great word. Thank you for the worship, man. And just stay in that attitude of worship. Lord, we just, we just thank you that your presence is here. Thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us. 
You're speaking to us as a, as a congregation. You're speaking to us as individuals. And you're certainly speaking to us as the body of Christ. And Father, we choose to follow your way. We choose to receive what you've done. We choose to believe your covenant of peace that you've established. We choose to be you in this world. We choose to be bearers of your gospel, the gospel of peace. That is what our feet are shod with. And Father, thank you that each one of us, as we receive your purpose in our lives, Lord, we're empowered to take this to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm, I'm going to carry on a little bit. Um, last week was uh, Pentecost, uh, and it wasn't a sort of a reason why we spoke about it, but we've been speaking about uh, last week about how the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. But, but there's, there's more to it than just the Holy Spirit came 2,000 years ago and, hey, yay, we celebrate it. No, there's, there's, there's a purpose why God sent the, perp- uh, the Holy Spirit. And, and so we, I, I called this message uh, Power for Your Purpose. And um, it, it is important to understand that, that, that each of us, no matter how disqualified you may feel, you know that, that you never qualified yourself. We so often disqualify ourselves, but understand this, you never qualified yourself. It is Jesus that qualified us. It is Jesus. It's, it's in His righteousness and in Him that we stand. And this, this fact has to be absolutely established in our lives. So when, when we've got this tendency to look at our actions and disqualify ourselves from a purpose. But God said that, that we should go into all the world, right? And, and we, should, we should take this good news to the world and make disciples of all men, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. You know, the thing about obedience, and, and if you've come like me and come out of a sort of a legalistic structure, you feel like obedience is something that you have to do to get right with God. No, you can't ever get right by obeying the law. You cannot ever qualify by obeying the law. You become righteous simply because you believe and receive His righteousness. And when you believe that you are righteous, obedience is a fruit that flows out of your heart. Obedience is something that you decide to align yourself with and, and it is something that, that flows out of you. It's something that because you choose, like, oh, I am righteous. And when you believe that you are righteous, you begin to align with His plans and purposes. And God has a specific plan and purpose for your life. Now, we as Americans or here, we, we're raised with an idea. You know, well, you've got to get this, and you've got to go to school, and you've got to get a career, and you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to, and, and, and though we have jobs, and we have careers, and it's so important to distinguish that we're on a trajectory um, that is just simply that, and it's almost like if you get born again or not, that's kind of a sideline issue. It's not. It's one and the same thing. When you commit and you, you, when you become a believer, when you step into the kingdom realm and you, and, and you become a believer, you find purpose in your career. You have a particular individual purpose. Yes, we created unto a greater purpose, but you have an individual purpose. And that purpose finds, that, that purpose, your purpose that you are created unto, finds its fulfillment in the kingdom, not in your career. 
If you have a career apart from your kingdom purpose as a believer, you will never feel completely fulfilled. I'm going to say it again. If you try and find fulfillment just in a career, apart from your kingdom purpose, you will never feel completely fulfilled. You will feel like the, the old saying, you feels like I'm washing my feet with my socks on. There's something missing. What is, the plan? what is my plan? What is my purpose? I feel like I'm missing something. You will feel like that. You see, and we've got to take the bold step to, to say, okay, Lord, what is your purpose for me? And what is your purpose for my life? Because when you realize that God loves you dramatically, and as much as he does, and you realize that he is never going to, he, he created you. He gives you the desires of your heart. He places desires in your heart that are aligned with his purpose. You will find the desires that you have, have got a kingdom role. And when you find, when you, those two align, these are, like I said, I'm going to say it again, it's not like your career and your day job is separate from your Christian life. This has been, I believe, a really big issue. Because we feel like, well, you know, I can do the church thing on a Sunday because I'm a really good person. And, and you know, I, I went, to a, when a, you know, went to a Sunday school when I was young or whatever the case is. So I've, I'm, I'm this good person. I go to church sometimes. But, but you've got your whole career path. It's a whole trajectory. No, 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 no. No. Now, I'm not saying, don't hear me when I'm saying this. Some people think, well, not everybody's going to go into, I know not everybody's going to go into full-time ministry. I know that people, God calls, God calls doctors, but he, you, can, you know, he calls, no matter what you do, whatever you've got a desire for, you, you have got a kingdom role within that desire. And it's up to you to say, okay, show me, Lord, and lead me, Lord, on the path in this way everlasting. And you see, Jesus spoke about this in different ways. He spoke about this, and, and he said, unless you're willing to forsake this and forsake this, and forsake, you, cannot, you can't have any part of me. You're, you know the, all those scriptures. I know that it used to heap condemnation on me. I'm not going to go into all of those. I was like, what do you mean, Jesus? This is what he was talking about. He's not saying you've got to sell necessarily absolutely everything you have and you've just got to become a missionary and live without anything. Because that, what that causes us, we want to stick our fingers in our ears and say, well, I just don't understand that. So I'm just going to ignore that scripture. Let me just read on. No. No, no, no. No, no. We've got to abandon ourselves. We've got to completely. It's, it's, it's Jesus and he's everything in our hearts and lives. Everything. We, we commit 100% when we become, when we accept and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we jump in, boots and all, and we say, okay, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. I'm going to do what you say, and I'm going to, I'm going to follow all your way. And when you do that, you have a way, he has a way of leading you and guiding you along your particular path. Now, let me say this again. It doesn't matter how old you are. Today's a new day. Don't say to yourself or hear something like that and say, well, what are you saying? I've wasted my life. No, 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 no. Listen, God bears no record of sin. You realize that, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 19. God keeps no record of sins. And there's numerous other ones that talk about that in Hebrews. 
God doesn't keep up. It doesn't, your faults and your failures aren't a thing, but what are we going to do about it? We've got, this, we've got this tendency of carrying baggage with us, and then because we've done something wrong for so many years, we feel like, well, I may as well just keep on doing it. Like, why? Why would you want to do that? Why would you carry on wanting to, to barrel along a certain pathway because you feel like that God, let me tell you, <laughs> the Holy Spirit in our lives is called, He is going to empower you to give you and to lead you into an abundant life. It doesn't matter when you start listening to Him. He will absolutely, constantly be that voice that's saying, take a left. Take a right. That GPS, that voice inside of you, he's going to be saying, take a left here. Take a right here. Take a left here. He is only going to be encouraging you. He has a, like Andrew Womack says it, there is only a positive ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is constantly leading you towards life and into things everlasting. He, he is going to cause, no matter where you are, so, so no matter how old you are, I don't care if you're 90-something years old or 100-something years old, if you say to Jesus, Jesus, here I am, forgetting what is behind, I press on to what lies ahead. Now that can, I can say, that can sound challenging, but I want you to know that you have a kingdom purpose. Amen? Okay. So, um, like, like we mentioned um, last week, in, in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Jesus says this, While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in, in, in Acts uh, in verse 8, he says this, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Do you think he was only talking to the twelve? No, he wasn't. Matthew 28, Mark 16, the Great Commission. You see, we all find a role within the Great Commission. We are all called to participate in that kingdom, Great Commission. And he says that this power, this, this clothing on, from on high would come upon you for that purpose. You see, we can't do this in our own ability. Your purpose is going to be fulfilled because you are yielding to the person and work of the Holy Spirit. I touched on this last week when I said, unfortunately, teaching about the person and work of the Holy Spirit has been so shunned in much of churchianity that when you raise up, there, there is, there's divisions, there's, there's places you can go to. Like, well, well, listen, yeah, we believe Jesus and what Jesus did, and thank God you're saved and you're going to go to heaven one day, you know, but that Holy Spirit thing, we don't want you to talk about that thing. It's like, do, let me be very clear. I believe that is quite a demonic point of view to take. I'm being very strong now. It is quite demonic. Why? Because it takes you out of purpose. It takes you away from what you were created for. It takes us away from what we were created for. We were told, and, and I don't want to go too big into this, but we're a body. We're a body of many parts. You are not the whole solution. I am not the whole solution. Each joint supplies. You, you don't have to be the whole solution. You don't have to do it all. 
you're in the right place. Because here in Lake Haven, you're a part of the whole. You don't have to do it all. You just have to do what you've been called to do. What you've been brought to post. And sometimes, you know, Rhonda's word was so spot on this morning. Thank you, Rhonda, for listening to God. But I mean, it's just like, it doesn't matter if you're that log floating down the river. You have a significance. It's not because you have to stand up here or you have to be a street preacher or you have to do something like that. No, no, no. But what is your role? Finding your role. And, and, and that is the Holy Spirit will absolutely lead us and guide us. It, it, so it says that you will receive power, and that word power is the word dunamis. You will, you will receive miraculous working power that will enable you to do what you cannot do in your own ability, right? That's, there's, there's a dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes, and you will, it will empower you to be witnesses. In fact, I, I'm not sh- um, Carol, I'm calling you out here. Are you here? Where are you? There's Carol. <laughs> Carol is our Walmart evangelist. <laughs> she loves Walmart. So who was it that you met at the, at the Limes? Patty. 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 She met Patty. There's Patty. Patty. We met Patty on Wednesday night. Hey, Patty. She got, it, she got touched by, by, by uh, Carol at the Limes. We heard about the... the... <laughs> but, but you see, Carol, if I may ask... Well, no, let me not go there. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> Carol just loves meeting people in Walmart. She loves, she loves it. And, and, she, and she's met all kinds of people at Walmart. You know, you, you, you don't have to have a, a Walmart thing. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Maybe you've got a different kind of a thing, whatever it is. But, uh, but Randy over here, I mean, uh, Randy and Penny, they, uh, Penny's here, I see here, and Randy's gone to be with Jesus a little while ago, and they met, they met um, a, a family at a gas station. I mean, it, it, these things are kingdom-changing, eternity-setting things. Do you, th- you, you and I are actually called to change the eternities of people. Do you, do you realize that hell is a real place? Heaven is a real place. We have, we have been given such an enormous gospel and, and we, we, with such an enormous good news that God has already paid the price. You know, our, our, our message to people that aren't saved isn't like, God hates you and you better get saved. It's like, no, God loves you and he's already paid the price for you. All you need to do is receive Jesus. He has made. Do you know you can go up to a sinner and say these words? God is not counting your sin against you. But what you do need is Jesus. To step into that, you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to. Can you? Which we, are, we, we do not have works. We can't qualify by works. We can't do anything. But you, you need Jesus to be your righteousness. Amen. And, and so... Outreach and, and being, being a part of outreach, and I use the word generally speaking, because that even every word that you put in, into a context like this has got connotations to different people. Some people it's got very positive connotations, and some people it's got very negative connotations. But we are called to find a place where we are reaching people. And, and, and thank God for the gift that you have. You are significant. You are significant. 
you have a significant. We are less. We are incapacitated to some degree if you aren't stepping into your role. And I know it's gonna, this is going to sound a little bit different, but it's not always just giving money. Thank God for, we, we, get, we appreciate, we, you guys are generous. We've got this project, we've got the next project, we've got a, another bigger project coming along, which we'll tell you about. We want to expand for the youth, and we'll tell you about that probably next month. We, 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 our youth is growing, we believe in our youth. All those, I'm not talking about projects and things like that, but it's, just not, it's not about just money. You have a gift. You have something significant to add. Please, please. Anyhow, so when, when, G, uh, when Ephesians 5, we touched on this, it, it says this in verse 18, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. We have to learn, he, and he's talking to mature believers in Ephesians, he says, listen, be filled with the Spirit. That is a constant, permanent, that's, that's an encouragement to every one of us. That isn't just to the Pentecostals in the room. And he's comparing it, and as it has been on the day of Pentecost, he's, being, he's saying yield to the influence of the Spirit. We have got to learn to listen and follow the voice of the Spirit and to yield to his influence. You know, when Miss Carol goes to the Limes or Randy or, and Miss Penny go to somebody at a gas station, or you all that, that I, I know do these things, you yield to the influence. The words that gave Mel and, 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 and Steve and, and Rhonda gave, they ha you have to yield to the influence of the Spirit. And when you yield to the influence of the Spirit, guess what you have to do? You actually have to get up. You actually have to walk somewhere. You actually have to roll up your sleeve somehow. You actually have to say something. There's a real world application. It's not just, oh, I hear the voice of the Spirit, and all I do is ever go to church and I give my tithes. Thank God if you come to church and you give your tithes. But that's not where it ends. Your relationship is way more dynamic than this. Way more dynamic with this. Way, way, way more. So, Jesus' spirit, as we said, I mean, in, in um, Romans 8, 9, it says this. Um, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. I love the way they called him the spirit of Christ. And then in Acts 16, verse 7. And when they had come to my... my Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And then I love those words because we've, we've disconnected the Spirit from Jesus. So often, but it says the Spirit, He's called the Spirit of Christ. He's not just called the Holy Spirit, He's called the Spirit of Christ. He's called the Spirit of Jesus. He is the same Spirit that was on Jesus, that empowered Jesus for His daily ministry is in you. He is something that we have to respond, not just to fall down and have a good time rolling on the floor. Praise God if you rolled on the floor, whatever, and been slain in the Spirit, whatever. I'm not against that, but it doesn't end there. The Spirit of Jesus is the one that's saying, don't go, go, invest, don't invest, buy, buy, sell, sell, sell right now, buy. Do this. Do you know the Spirit of Jesus tell? I mean, many of you have got testimonies. Drive here, don't drive here. You know that you can hear what your, what your children are up to. 
You can. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't, we can know what's happening in the country. Do I take the vaccination or don't I? Now, there's not one answer, people. Sorry, I know you suddenly went and go, boom. I don't know, should we? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, no. It's like, you need to know what you need to listen to. The Spirit of God will lead you. Who do I vote for? Oh, God, please vote. Please vote. No matter what happens in this next election, let me just throw that in on the side. Please do vote. I believe it's one of the greatest things believers have. We have a voice. We have a voice. Use it. And let me tell you, no one who eventually is, becomes whatever candidate is going to be perfect. No one. But please, please consider and prayerfully understand. We have a voice. And if you choose not to vote, you're going to go with the majority. By default, you're not putting the weight that we have as believers on the side where we've still got to say. Even on current, to me, one of the biggest issues is the abortion issue. There is so much stuff that we have, we have as Americans. There's a lot of countries you cannot vote. You don't get a say. We do. We do. And that's one of the ways we can influence how we're supposed to pray. Jesus says, we're told in the New Testament how to pray for our officials and those leaders among us. We, we as a church staff, we pray weekly, a couple times a week together. We often pray for our leaders. We pray for our local leaders. We pray for our state leaders. We pray for our national leaders. I'm telling you, I'm praying for unjust judges and rulers to be removed from office. I am praying that the righteous politicians, those of you who've been called to politics, I pray that you know that you're supposed to be in politics and that you step up to the plate and you go in there and not to make Christian rules. Listen to me carefully. We're not, I don't believe in theocracies in government, but I do believe in righteous rule. Righteousness exalts a nation, we are told. But I tell you what, what, when you have unjust officials, unjust law enforcement, unjust judges, unjust leaders, I pray that they're removed. I, I pray, that, those, I pray that, that the just ones that are in government, that, that God gives them and protects them and leads them and guides them and supported by people. That's how we pray. That is part of your kingdom calling, to pray for and to know how to pray. You need to know how to pray. That's how we practically, that's practically how we can take back our country, if you want to call it. I still think this country is pretty amazing. It is amazing. Thank God for this awesome nation. But I'm telling you where darkness has come in, we have to shine the light. How do we shine the light? Like Corin said, we've already dealt with it. We do not point our finger at the dark or the blind or the people that are, don't know Jesus and say, You're a sinner! They're just like crazy Christians. You, it's ridiculous. To tell a sinner they're a sinner is like telling a crippled person they can't walk. Sorry. I mean, it's just we can go. But, but knowing how to pray. The Holy Spirit leads us on every position, every place. You know, we're, you, you, you know we, we touch on this occasionally, but we're, we're a three-part being, right? Spirit, soul, and body. You know, in the, in the very first verse, Genesis 1 verse 1 says how God created the heavens and the earth. That's not just talking, oh, the starry night sky. He created the heavens. There, there is a spiritual world. You and I are three-part beings right? Spirit, soul, and body. 
We have a spirit. Our spirit is not just some mystical thing. Our spirit is actually the real world. This body, this tangible thing, this is, the, this is the temporary thing. We've touched on it many times in Corinthians and things like that. It says, if the things that are seen are temporary, the things that are unseen are eternal. Just because you can't see it with the physical eyes or touch it with your physical neural, your nearest neural, neural system and your everything, just because you can't touch it doesn't mean it's not real. That's the real world. We're living in the matrix. This is the matrix. The real world is a spirit. Your spirit is the real world. That is the eternal world. This is the temporary world. But you see, we don't even understand that. So we live our whole lives for this little world, for our little house next to the highway. Or my pool. And what happens? I mean, you know that you're going to die, right? Probably. I mean, you're probably going to die, I mean, before Jesus comes back. You know, unless he does come back, and it'd be great if he does, and he's coming soon, and wonderful. But guys, it's not about keeping your pool clean. <laughs> or your car. <laughs> or how fancy you keep that shine on your car. I do like a shiny car, but, you know, it's just like, it's, it's like this, is, this is not the fulfillment of life. The spiritual world is the eternal world. There is a heaven and a hell, and Jesus has done everything possible for the world to be saved. But then we have this disconnect. We don't really, I'm persuaded, we don't really believe that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Where Jesus said it abundantly. I could, when we get onto the union of us and Christ, we can spend weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on going through scriptures where we are the temple of him, that he is, he is placed his spirit inside of us. And we'll, we'll try and touch on a few things, but he is, he's empowered us. So then what I put on my Christ thing, I put on my Christ suit, my Christian suit, and I become Shannon Christ. Yes, okay, I know. I've lost a bunch of you right now. You think you God. <laughs> No, but I'm a co-heir with him. I'm a co-heir. Do you, do you know, I, I, Jesus, I mean, Corin used the, uh, one in the same time. No, like, <laughs> sorry. Corin used the, the term, you know, we've got a sign check. I'm telling you, we've got more than a sign check. You've been called by the bank manager of heaven, and he's called you in, and he says, Excuse me, uh, we have a bank account here in the name of Jesus. Won't you co-sign this so that you can be a co-beneficiary of this bank account? You own everything Jesus owns because you are a co-heir, a joint heir. You don't need to get any checks. I, I saw something the other day that just made me cringe again. It's like, faith is the postage stamp to send your prayers to... to I was like, what the heck? <laughs> It's like postage stamp. It's like, where is God? I mean, the, 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 the religiosity of we're going to mail up a letter to Jesus and my faith is going to get it there. <laughs> Maybe. It's like, no. Faith is believing what has been done. When he says that I'm a co-heir, do you believe it or not? 
Everything Jesus earned that he, with his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, being seated at the, at the right hand of the Father. I am seated with him in heavenly places. Will you believe that? Because when you believe that you're a co-heir of heaven, of heaven's inheritance, by the way, not because of anything you've done, just in case you think you're all that in a bag of chips. It's because of Jesus. We qualify because of Jesus. Anything you need, you just go take it out of the bank account. You go and pickpocket it like that lady did on Jesus. Go and I, boom, you take it. Take it, it's yours. Doesn't matter what it is, it's yours for the taking. Prayer is not asking God for stuff. If you've got to ask God for stuff, then you don't really believe you've been given it. Then you're not in faith. Faith is receiving, saying, God, this is mine. I'm that is mine. I declare, I know what the keys of the kingdom are. I know how to use the keys of the kingdom. I will bind on earth what is bound in heaven. I will loose on earth what is loosed. What has been loosed in heaven for me, I will loose here. What has been bound in heaven for me, I will bind here. Because I've been given authority, that's who I am in Christ. You see, these are in Christ realities that we're pretty much ignorant about. Stepping into the, and listen, I know this can be challenging, but it's the most freeing and wonderful and powerful truths we have got to receive. We have got to lay hold of. That is faith. I'm going to take God at his word. Well, Shannon, are you doing, you don't believe in prayer? Oh, no. We just have to understand what prayer is. Our life is prayer. That's why it says we should pray without ceasing. Why? Because we're in fellowship with Him. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. His Spirit joins Himself with our spirit. Our spirit becomes one with Him. There's multi I'm sorry, I, I don't even feel I could go... I, if I can't even go into it without opening it, there's so many scriptures that say that. Where is your spirit? We don't know exactly, but we know it's part of us. That place doesn't even, that doesn't ever die. It doesn't go into the grave when you die and wait there sleeping. No. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our spirit becomes one with Him. Our spirit is that part of us that represents heaven on this earth. We can't see the spiritual through these physical eyes, but we've spoken about it before. We can see with the eyes of our heart. The eyes of our heart can see. There, heaven is among us. It's just not in this physical realm. realm. It's, 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 it's a, call it another dimension, if you will. It's not, I think if you, you can hit heaven if you just pass Alpha Centauri by three and a half degrees and keep going. No, <laughs> there, isn't a, there isn't a physical direction of heaven. It's a world. It is tangible. It is real. If we dare believe it, if we dare receive it. You see, the Spirit of God, <laughs> in fact, I, I, I'm, I, what a, where are we on time? I'll, I'll wrap up here because I'm not, I'm not going to go long. I went longer last week than I wanted to. I'm going to read John 4, 24. God is Spirit and those who worship Him must worship in Spirit and truth. God is a spirit, 
There is a tangibility to God, but it's not the same tangibility that we think of here. He is a spirit. We have a spirit. Colossians 1.26. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. When? Now revealed to his saints. To them God to change, chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where is Christ? In you. The confident expectation of glory. Now, glory is God's view and opinion, which is reality. Glory isn't just some shiny cloud that sometimes shows up. There is an element of doxa that has got shininess and stuff to that, but it's God's view and opinion. I go back to that. It says, "This is the what are the riches?" It says, "What are the riches of the glory of this mystery?" The glory of which? Are, what are the riches of the glory? What are the what are the riches of the view and opinion of God's view and opinion that is reality of this mystery? And I've talked on this before, and I, but mystery, the word mysterion in, in, in Greek, Greek, if you go and study it, it is, it is an indoctrination. It's like it's when you get indoctrined by degrees. If you, if you, you, go, you go in there slowly, slowly you understand more and more. That's typically the word mysterion. It's like secret societies, that same word, mysterious. You are indoctrinated bit by bit. And it's not in an, only in a negative sense, it's in a very positive sense. By glory, by, I'm sorry, by mystery, it's, it's talking about you are, this is something that is revealed to you in bits. And it's not because God, it's because it has to happen that way. God can only show you a bit at a time because it's that foundation, that little bit of understanding that expands your capacity. And then you get a little bit more, and it expands your capacity. And you get a, bit, a little bit more, and it expands your capacity. That's what the mystery is. The mystery, which is Christ in you. You are the Christ, Ians. Christ in you. First John 4 says that. It says, as he is... So are we in this world. Jesus couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit. You and I need the Holy Spirit if we're going to be Christians. I'm not saying that you're not going to go to heaven. That is, that is, that is, you can't, I mean, how did he say to Nicodemus, if, if you can't even see the kingdom unless you get born again. When you get born again, you, then you only have the capacity to even understand what we're talking about here. Then you can see the kingdom. But you've got to live in the kingdom. Kingdom operates by different rules and different ways and different things. And that's all the kingdom. All the kingdom benefits and how we operate. We've spoken about the kingdom another time. But it's, it's, it's this Christ in us that we have got to bring home. We've got to realize that we are it. It's up to us. If, we're, if this world's going to be reached, it's because we're doing it. You can't. I'm sorry. We can pray for things like we told you what we can do. There is an, where we can pray, where we can use our authority. But to say that 
I have nothing but a prayer meeting and giving tithes. I'm sorry, guys. You're, you've got a bigger role to play than that. You have a gift that's placed inside of you that makes you fulfilled in your purpose. You have a, a kingdom purpose that is a hand. It's like a glove over your hand that is going to be like, ah, this is what I was made for. This is what I was made for. You have a kingdom purpose. And I'm going to challenge you as we, as we as we'll, we'll go into it a little bit further. But your kingdom purpose is empowered by this working with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. I think I'm going to end there um, today. But I just, want to, I just want to have a shout out. I feel like um, um, I know that um, Jack and Anna Sybil are heading to the Philippines for two months. And, and, you know, they, they've got kingdom purpose. And I just wanted to, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I didn't say anything to them, but I felt like we should just pray for them. Um, thank you for what you guys are doing in the kingdom. Um, won't, you, won't you guys stand up? In fact, won't you just come up to the front, if, you, if that's all right with you? I know I just sort of surprised it on you, but I would love for any of you guys that would love to just lay your hands on, on them. Do we have a few people? Steve is over here. Um, T says, Keith. Anybody? We, we so appreciate this. Thank you guys for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Would you reach out your hands to them? Father, we're so grateful. Father, thank you. Thank you for kingdom purpose. Thank you, Father, that you have divine appointments. Divine appointments with many ministers. With far things that far outlive and outreach you. It reaches many of those thousands of islands in the Philippines, thousands of islands. People, Father, thank you that words of life, setting away, making ways open, you opening and establishing the roads. Father, practical things, great wisdom, we speak over them, your wisdom in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that their family is kept, their children are kept, kept whole while they are. They have no concern about that. In Jesus' name, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're leading them and guiding them, giving them direction every step of the way. Thank you, Spirit of Jesus. <laughs> in Jesus' name, the heart of Lake Haven and this, this body goes with you guys. Amen. Does anyone of you have anything else, babe? Do you have anything that you want to pray? As we were praying, I just saw a trickle of the beginning of a river flowing down through a dry riverbed and there are seeds that have been waiting and you're going you're bringing this truth this grace this message of God's love to dry places where there is already an expectation there is a seed that is ready to respond thank you for being obedient at this moment Watch the harvest that's going to keep coming. Amen. Anybody else? Keith, do you have anything? Any Steve, you have anything? Do you have anything? You have something? I thank you all for the blessings. But really, in Hebrew, Barok Ata Adonai. Barok Ata Adonai. 
Barok Ata Adani Salah. What that means is blessed is our Lord. Blessed is our Lord. Yes. Blessed is our Lord. I do this because the Lord has blessed us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Um, just, just won't you close your eyes as we just commit this word to our hearts. What has the Lord spoken to you? As always, the Spirit of God has said, He always speaks to us individually, and He has. What has he said to you? Thank you, Father, for these words spoken. Your words never return void. And Father, we bless your word. We receive your word gloriously. We, we, we thank you that our hearts are enlightened with direction. Our hearts are enlightened with purpose. And Father, in fact, I'm just going to pray this. If you feel like you do not know your purpose, if you feel like, Lord, what is my purpose? You don't even have to raise your hand, but I want you to consolidate that thought in your face. You know, I'm one of those. I don't know what my purpose in the kingdom is. I pray for you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are constantly leading and guiding us in speaking to these individuals, each one of us. The choice is, will you listen? You cannot hear, let me say that again, you cannot hear him without the intention to follow his voice. Hear, O Israel, Shama, we can only hear as we intend to obey. If you choose to say, Lord, I will, I will hear your voice, I will follow. Let me, rest, let me tell you, he will lead you. I'm not saying what I lead, what Shannon or any man says. I'm saying, will you listen to what God, the creator of all, says to you? Because I promise you, he is love and he has only intentions for your good. But you are part of a greater, a greater body called the body of Christ. And you have a purpose to play, a role to fill. As you make that decision... He will be speaking to you. Dreams, in visions, in ways, in leanings, in desires of your heart. And so we bless that in Jesus' name. You will fulfill what you have been called to. And if you do not know Jesus and you happen to be here, start right there and just say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need you to save me. Because that's what, where it begins. I, I need you, Jesus. He will meet you right there if that's a prayer of your heart. To say, Jesus, I can't save myself. But you can save me because you are the Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I receive what you did for me. You are my Lord. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. Died and raised from the dead for me. If that is something that you've prayed in your heart and you're online, 
please contact us. We would love to give you a book. If you're here in this, um, if you're here in the auditorium, please stay with as we pray um, with our prayer ministers. After the service, we would love to give, put a book in your hands and, and help you take your next steps. If you have any other prayer needs, amen, please don't go home without speaking to one of our, our prayer ministers who love to minister um, as powerfully as they do to you. Guys, won't you stand up? And as we stand, I just want to let you know, man, know this. You are loved so passionately by God. I hope you hear and feel his purpose for you. Amen? Amen. Father, I bless you. I bless you all. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do that. I feel like that. I, I bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys have a great day.